0: Have you ever wondered why you could not go from being a hearing Christian to a doing Christian? Have you ever noticed that there is a huge divide between what you hear on a Sunday and actually getting the things done that are preached? If you are anything like me, you are tired of hearing great word on a Sunday and not knowing what to do with it come Monday. This podcast will provide you with practical steps that will help you significantly grow your Christian life and put you way ahead of where you used to be and put to sleep those old frustrations of unfulfilled expectations. I am Craig Van this is the building the Kingdom QA. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Building the Kingdom QA podcast. And <clears throat> we have been studying the fundamentals of faith, and we're continuing our study on that uh, today. And uh, we have been going through some of the, the, the fundamental basics, the ABCs of building your faith. And learning how to make your faith operate well and uh, being able to uh, practically apply your faith so that you can make it work in your life on a practical level to actually see results happening in your life. And, And really learning how to make faith work the way that God wanted us to have faith work for us according to the Bible. there's so many people talking about so many different ways of having faith and they've got their own ideas and so on, but when it really comes down to it, you've got to put all the ideas of people aside and you've got to get into your Bible and study the Word of God and find out what does God say about things, about anything, about any subject that you're looking at and considering. You need to find out God's opinion and God's will, and His will is His Word. His will is His Word. When you get into the Word, you understand the will of God about things, and then you can understand what it is that you're supposed to be doing and and, and how to do things successfully. Success success comes from the Word of God. It's not going to come from any, anything else. You see... You see there is a level of success that you can have in this world, and, and it's great. But it comes at a cost. You eventually land up paying the price in, in different areas. You, you, you land up paying the price emotionally, physically. Um, your relationships suffer, etc., etc., etc. It depends on where you're building success. Something else might be suffering. But when you build success God's way, and you build a a, a victorious life, God's way based on His Word, then every area begins to be vibrant, full of the vitality of life, full of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, filled with the presence of God, filled with the love of God, filled with the power of God, supernatural things. And it's not like a balancing act. I've got to get this right, then I've got to get that right. If you if you root yourself into the Word of God, I mean, dig in there, no matter what the enemy is bringing. Oh, you root yourself into the Word, you root yourself into the love of God, then then it's the whole the whole, when when the roots are are well developed in the word of god then the whole tree begins to bear fruit and and bring forth just a, a beautiful beautiful um, um blessing to this world and you become a real testament so <laughs> let me not get too carried away let's get to our golden scripture um mark eleven you know by now mark 11, 22, 23, 25, uh 3, 4, 5. And, um, oh, I'll We read this every time. Do we have to read it again? Yes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need to keep digging into these, uh, scriptures and these words of Jesus and studying them and listening to them and going them over and over and over and over and over, go over it and over it until it's rooted deeply into your heart. So that when you are under pressure, you don't have to, where's my Bible? It just comes out of your heart like, a, like a, I mean, just as, just as fast as a bullet, man. It'll come right out of your spirit. I mean, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. When that enemy says, oh, you're not, you say, ah, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. It's in there in abundance. You can't try and put abundance in there when you're under pressure. When the storm is there, you need to have that abundance coming out of your mouth. When that mountain is standing up in front of you, that abundance needs to be there already. Don't wait for a storm to build your house, fam. Don't wait for a storm to build your house. You build your house when the weather is good. Don't wait for cancer to come knock on the door. Don't wait for the bank to be calling you. Don't wait for uh, your kid to be strung out or your your husband getting ready to leave. You don't wait for that to happen before you want to build these principles in your life. You start building now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, now faith is Mark 11, uh, uh, Hebrews eleven and one. Now, faith is always now. Faith is never tomorrow. Faith is never when I need it. Faith is now. Calling things that are not as though they were. You get into this word now, 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 so that when it when you need it, it just comes like a like a like a like a flood that comes out of you. And that enemy just has absolutely no chance against the Word of God. No chance against the Word of When you got the Word of God down in your spirit in abundance. Whew, but That doesn't just happen. That, I mean, you're not going to get this stuff by osmosis family. You're going to have to get down into the Word of God. And you're going to need to study. And you're going to need to study. And you're going to actually have to put some work into this. So don't, don't be sitting and... And watching these, um, or listening to these these episodes that we're putting together for you without your Bible, without your pen and paper next to you, without uh, something to write down and and, and, and you, you be ready to go over these things and over these things, even when you're not watching these. You go over it and over and over and over and over these scripts. Keep it in your eyes. Amen. All right. <laughs> and Jesus answered and saith unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way in this meeting. Move over your people. Lord Jesus, touch lives and deliver according to your will, Lord. I pray over every person listening, every person tuning in on YouTube, on Spotify, on Anchor. I I pray over every single one of them, Jesus. Father, they're gathered around the man of God. They're gathered around Pastor Vernon and Kingdom Builders Ministries. Because they're receiving your word. They're receiving, they're receiving from you at that man of God. It's who you've called them to, Father. You called them to stand and support that vision, Lord. And Father, I pray over them that as we dig into these principles, these words would equip them, would equip them to, to to be able to run with the vision that has been declared from that altar. Lord, that they could serve in that vision on a greater level and establish your kingdom. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. We give you glory and praise this morning in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, amen, amen. Let's get into the word of God this morning. all right let's have a look uh at second peter one and one let's have a look at second peter one and one please oh yes jesus second peter one and one we are talking this morning about a misunderstanding of righteousness as a as a sub uh, sub point really to our our main focus over the last couple of weeks has been understanding the fundamentals of faith and getting into the fundamentals. And and we're we're discussing today a misunderstanding of righteousness. Let's have a look. Let's take Peter 1 and 1. Simon Peter, I hope you've got your Bible. Get your Bible and a pen and paper, please. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained... Like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Like precious faith. With us. With who? With the apostles. Who did the apostles get it from? The apostles got it from Jesus Christ. Remember the scripture says, we've been given the measure of faith. We've been given a measure of faith. Every person, every man, every woman, given the measure of faith. It's the same faith that you were were given that got you born again. It's the seed, the incorruptible seed of the word of God that get, got you the faith. Now, we have the same faith that the apostles had. It's not a different faith. Pastor Vernon doesn't have a, a different faith than you. He has the same faith as you, and you have the same faith as him. You have the same faith as the apostles, same faith as the teachers, same same faith as God. It's not a different kind of faith. It's the same kind, like precious faith. Like precious faith. It's the same faith. It's the same faith that got you born again. It's the same faith that's going to get you healed, get you provided for, get your family back together, keep your marriage together. It's the same faith. Like precious faith. Same as the apostles. Same as your pastor, Pastor Vernon. Same as Jesus. Same. It's the same faith. Like precious faith. Now, uh, that says, we've obtained like precious faith through righteousness. Very, very, very important. Understanding righteousness is key. It is, listen to me now. It is key to making your faith work righteousness and I'm um, we need to we really 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 need to spend time around understanding righteousness. I won't be able to do justice to the subject in the short moments that I have with you on this episode, but it is an amazing study that will empower your faith to work. Understanding who you are as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, uh, I want you to go over. Remember that Abram believed God, the father of faith, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Okay. Abram believed God. Believing God makes you righteous. <laughs> we can study more of this, but it, it is it is beautiful. It is a beautiful study. Go over real quick to the book of Hebrews, please. Hebrews chapter number 12. Oh, Jesus, I love you. I love you. I love you. Hebrews chapter number 12, verse 2. I'm telling you, if you'll dig into your Bible and start studying, I'm I, depression will leave. Sickness will leave. Get into your Bible. I'm telling you, it's the source of joy it's the source of joy amen verse 2 Hebrews 12 and verse 2 looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God now I want you to I want you to pay close attention here now the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the author. He's the beginning. He's the writer of our faith. Okay, and he's the finisher of our faith. Now, what does it mean to finish faith? Well, what what is that to 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 actually to finish it? Now, if anybody, I, I've been hanging around Pastor Vernon for 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 some time. And anybody who knows him knows he loves to to develop con- in construction. He loves to build things. He loves to, he, He's when he walks into our house, he's always talking about, oh, that wall's got to go, that wall's got to go, and we can do, because he's got design written into his, I'm telling it's written in his DNA. It's how buildings should work, the flow of buildings to make them work. He loves atmosphere. And so he's always looking at how he can redesign a building to make it to to make it flow and make it just an atmosphere of peace. He's he's amazing that way, and, uh, and look, he's just got a real real gift. Before you redesign your home or you're looking at at, at redoing things, you really need to to consider his opinion. He will tell you. And any construction engineer or anybody in construction will tell you building the stuff and putting the plumbing in and putting the electronic or the electrics in and I mean I don't know much about this but all all that stuff this is what I've been told all that stuff uh, that's that's not hard to do it's hard work but I mean it, it it's and it's not it's not the most expensive part of construction the most pricey. And skill-intensive part of construction is not that part. It's the finishing. It's the finishing that is costly. Those that that's the that is the the skilled part, and it is the expensive part of any kind of construction. Hebrews Hebrews twelve and two says he is the author and the finisher. Of our faith, He's doing the finishing of our faith. He's, he's finishing things. Another word for finishing is the word perfecting. To perfect something, when you're doing construction and the walls are raw and it's just you can still see the bricks, you got to put on the plaster, and then you got to put on the primer, and then you got to put on the paint, and so it takes it from raw state to a finished or perfected state. What's that? What is that talking about? That's talking about developing. It's taking it from a raw state to a finished, perfected state. You can see that, right? You can see the guy who panel beats your car and and knocks the dent out of it. You can't just leave it like that. He's got to prime it and then paint it and then buff it Until it's perfect. I'll just leave it with, with, with body parts on it and all that kind of stuff. It's got to actually be, be brought to perfection. But that is a development process. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't stay in its raw state. It gets developed. Now, this is what Jesus is wanting to do. He is wanting to take your faith. He's the, the author, but he's also the finisher, the developer, the perfecter of your faith. He wants to take it from its raw state in the way that you received it and develop it into a perfected state. Okay? That process needs to happen. But he cannot do that. He cannot do that if you don't put it in his hands. Every one of you watching this has a measure of faith. You have some level of faith that is in your spirit. But you have to get out there and start believing for something. You have to put your faith out there. You have to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, here's my faith. It's raw, but I'm believing you. I'm taking some of these principles that I've been watching on Kingdom Builders Ministries uh, podcast and 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 the YouTube channel and I've been listening to Pastor Vernon and and him preaching at me on a Sunday and I've I've got i faith comes by hearing so I've got some faith yeah but until you say Jesus I'm gonna put my faith out there into action now I'm taking these principles I'm putting them out there I'm actually gonna do this. You can hear this and you can watch this channel and you can watch these podcasts all day long until you do something with it. Your faith will never develop. You need to develop it into something that actually works, that's actually producing something. You can do nothing with faith that you will not put in his hands. Jesus is not going to do anything with your faith until you put it in his hands and allow him to be the finisher of your faith. You actually have to put it there. <laughs> you actually have to put it there. Amen. Now, let's go over to Hebrews chapter number two with the last couple of moments. Ooh, I could spend some time in it. Uh, Hebrews chapter number two, verse nine. Hebrews chapter two, note, verse nine. I got a couple of more minutes left here. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. When was he made a little lower than the angels? He was made a little lower than the angels. When he went into the pit of hell after the crucifixion, he went into hell and he paid the ultimate price for you and me. And he there, he took on him every sickness and every disease, every part of the curse. And paid, I mean, he went into the deepest, darkest places of hell and momentarily was submitted to the enemy. And there, the first man, the first glory be to Jesus to be born from death to life. The first born again, man, that's where Jesus was born again, from death to life. He was manifest in the flesh in Bethlehem, but he was made alive in the spirit that was in the pit of hell. Made alive in the spirit, which means he was in death. He was in death and he, he just pulled down everything the enemy had. Absolutely stripped him of all authority. Took it all away. And that's where he was made a little lower than the angels. For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. He has tasted death. He has experienced the five senses of death. Taste, touch, smell, sight, sound. He's experienced death. He tasted death for all men. Glory be to Jesus. He's tasted it. He's experienced death for every man. Hallelujah. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory. Many sons. Many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. The sufferings isn't bad things happening. I'm going to show you, uh, I'm going to show you in a second. Uh, I'm going to show you in a second what that sufferings is about. Now, for both he that sanctifieth And they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Remember, we're talking about a misunderstanding of righteousness. That's what we're talking about, a misunderstanding of righteousness. He calls them brethren. He calls you and me. He calls you and me when we're born again, brothers and sisters. That's what he calls us, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren, my brothers, my sisters, In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee, and again I will put my trust in him, and again behold I and the children, the children which God hath given me were understanding righteousness. My place as the righteousness of God is as a son of the heavenly father and a brother to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. For as much then as the children are the partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. He destroyed Satan in the midst of hell. I'm out of time, but I'm going to keep going. In the midst of hell. He destroyed him who had the power of death. He had the power of death. He no longer has the power of death. The power of death he is been taken away from Satan. That is the whom had the power of death, the devil. It's been taken away. He no longer has the power of death. That would had its past tense. He no longer has it. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. All Satan has, listen to me now, all Satan has is the threat of death. You're not afraid of anything. You're just afraid or were afraid of death. But now, like Paul said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Death, where is thy sting? I'm not afraid of death. So, because I know where I'm going when I die, I'm going up to the heavens. So, what's so bad about that? The devil, you can do whatever you want. I'm not afraid of death. But I'll just, I'll just whip you with my faith, by the way. I'll just whip you with the word of God. So, by the way, because you have been stripped of the power of death anyway, you no longer had it. You you just threatened me and threatened me and threatened me. And now I found you out to be a liar. I found you out. You no longer have the power of death in my life. You no longer have that. And every threat that you breathe out against me, I'll just whip out the word of God, the sword of the spirit. And I'll just come at you with everything I've got. And I'll just begin to read off every scripture that tells you you're a liar. And I get into my Bible and I tell him, because who am I? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I no longer have a misunderstanding of who I am. I am the brother of jesus christ and i am righteous i've obtained like precious faith through righteousness devil you were like oh my gosh jesus have mercy for verily he took not on him the nature of angels but took on him the seed of abraham wherefore in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren that's you and me that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Verse 18. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted. He is being suffered, being tempted, suffered, being tempted. That was the suffering of verse 10. um, Perfect through sufferings. The temptation was the suffering the temptation was the suffering not bad things happening to him and he overcame the temptation through the word of god we are dealing with a misunderstanding of righteousness and when we understand that we are the brothers of christ in christ jesus and the sons and daughters of the almighty god and we understand that our faith brings us into righteousness that enemy doesn't have a chance our faith is activated We're getting stronger. We're going from faith to faith, strength to strength, glory to glory in Jesus name. The kingdom is out there. Go build it.